I tattooed an ampersand on my, my wrist because everyone's like, get over it. Like, you know, you like move on. It's been a year now. And it's like, for me, it's like, I think the greatest gift that I gave myself was being able to hold space for both. Like I can be happy and hurting. I can be healing and, you know, and wish a different outcome in the past. And so I think it's just like knowing that you can hold, that you are allowed to hold space for both and that's okay. Hey everyone, I'm Maria Sansone and welcome to another edition of Mom to Mom, the podcast. Today we welcome back to the show Jana Kramer. She is a country music star. She's an actress. You probably remember her from One Tree Hill where she played Alex. She has a great podcast out with her girlfriends called Wine Down, W-H-I-N-E. And she's an author. She wrote a book called The Good Fight. And she is a returning guest to mom to mom because when she wrote the book, The Good Fight with her now ex-husband, I had her on the show and we talked about all the stuff that they were working through as a couple, her husband's sex addiction. We got really real back then and time marches on and they ended up getting divorced. So she's back on the show today talking about life after divorce, being a busy now single mom, um, working and working through all this stuff and healing. And we even talk about her dating life now and what that looks like. And I got to tell you, she really opens up and gets super real. And I think it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of courage to talk about all this stuff. And it even gets kind of juicy. Anyway, here is my conversation with Jana Kramer. Good morning. Welcome back to mom to mom So good to see you. So good to see you too. Thank you for having me. Last time we did this was back in the Facebook era. We were still in the thick of the pandemic. So a lot has changed for all of us. Yeah. Um, so we have a lot of catching up to do, I think. We do. We do. And I am ready. So let's start with something amazing. This is a big week for you. New single, new music. Tell us what's going on. Um, yeah, I've got a new single that's coming out. It's fun. It's, it's like one of those songs where I'm just like, sometimes it's just kind of fun to be sassy and sing out. It's like, it's not like an, I hate you boy song. It's more just like, ah, like you can just like scream it out with your girlfriends and be like, the nicest thing you could have ever done was never said hello. Uh, yeah, I I love a good, like scream out song in the car. (laughs) I do too. I think it's cathartic. I think it's important. I do too. Like the amount of times I remember like listening to like, I don't even know, like Avril Lavigne or one of those, like, I'm like, they're just so fun. And this is just, I was like, I just want to write like something sassy and, you know, and just, um, catchy on this show. You know, I've been talking to moms ever since we last spoke, you know, it's been several years now of sitting down and talking to people who've been going through things. And one of the things that a lot of women tell me that has been super helpful for them and their life and then their process, um, is journaling. And I feel like as an artist, you get to journal all the time and we get to hear it. So I feel like that's probably a huge part of your healing process. Yeah, no, I mean, it definitely is. And I was just out in, um, I was out in Los Angeles writing some new songs, which I'm, I'm really pumped about. And it's nice because it's like, I can't tell all of it, but I can tell my heart in it. And so I think that's, that's the cool healing piece for sure on some of these songs. Do you ever feel like you're writing music and you're like, Oh, too much. Like I, I shared too much. I went too far. Yes. And no, like, it's like, it's one of those where I'm like, I definitely pull back in some areas, but also I'm like, all right, for me, like 
it has to be the, the some version of the truth, right? Because it's like, if not, then I'm not going to relate to the song. And then I don't think other people would relate to it either. So I think it's um, finding the truth in, you know, your words that feel still authentic, but, you know, and, and that's a fine balance that I, that I try to walk in general, because it's like, I do overshare certain aspects of my life. And there are times when that has really backfired. And there are times that, you know, I, I often wonder like, you know, can I even come back from that? Like, should I step back a little bit more and not share so much? And for me, like I enjoy sharing, knowing that some, somebody or some person is going to find some hope or healing or feel like they understand it too. Um, and not alone in this situation. So, I mean, that's why I keep doing it, but the other times that I'm just like, man, I just, maybe I should just delete my Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think that I can definitely relate to the oversharing, but not all of us are public figures, right? So you are out there and have shared so much. Last time we spoke, you had written a book with your now ex and put it all out there. So yeah, you can't delete the past. You can only move forward, right? Yeah. 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 And that's, and that's tricky. Cause it's like, I almost feel like, you know, even when things happen in my life, I'm it's like to say respect to my privacy, it's like, well, I put it out there. <laughs> so it's like, you know, and just kind of like finding that balance. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in the process of writing again. And I'm like, that's been really tricky. Cause I'm like, all right, what do I really want to share in this next chapter or this next book potentially, you know, of what things it's hard for me because there's so many eyes that can go, oh my God, shut up already or stop talking about it or this and that or the other. Or then there's the flip side is people I'm like, thank you for sharing because this helps me with that. So I try to, I try to focus on the positive, but it's really hard because I still, I still struggle, you know, with wanting people's validation. And of course, because you're human, right? You're human. And also there's other people to consider now too. It's like, Mm-hmm. You've got children and you have an ex who's a part of your story and everything. So everyone needs to be kind of taken into consideration. So it's your story to tell, but in some ways it's like, there's so many other people out there too. I mean, I think we all feel that way on some level. For sure. So what else has been going on? Movies, touring. I was listening to the podcast on my drive in today. Speaking of oversharing, <laughs> we'll get into that later, but that's a lot of fun. So just get us up to speed. Yeah, no, the podcast has been a lot of fun. I, I really didn't know how to restructure that from my divorce. I almost thought not doing it um, just because so many things can get picked up and spun in different directions. And that's really frustrating. But I, I've really learned to just go, okay, I'm just going to speak my truth and and have fun with it. And I've, I've really enjoyed that. I have a movie coming out with Mario Lopez on Lifetime this uh, holiday season and just auditioning and being a mom and trying to balance it all, doing a few wind down shows and on tour and actually have to podcast here in the next 30. So it's like, I'm just like, I'm, you know, I, I try to film my day as much as possible because I support my kids. I have to you know, take, take care of them. And I just, I want to keep grinding for them. What is a typical day like for you? Oh man. Um, get the kids ready for school. Um, Jace goes two days a week. If he was here right now, I would put all my work between 12 and two when he naps. Um, and then I would work at night, but I mean, it's usually I go for a run. I love running. So get the kids ready for school, go for a run after that when they leave and then usually podcast, um, write, either write a song, write the other stuff that I'm working on. And then just, yeah, fill it up with some acting or auditions. And, and then it's either 
baseball, uh, soccer, dance, or a, a game of some sort, and then dinner time and bed. <laughs> yes, we are fully in sports mode all yeah. of a sudden. Like the summer was great, and it was just we did whatever we wanted and we ate whenever we wanted. And now it is very structured and sports all the time. It's just crazy. Um, but yeah. you mentioned doing your work and having to kind of fit it in around the kids' schedule. And as another creative type, I find that like, sometimes I'm just not, I don't have any creative energy at that time. So how do you find like, it's like everything, all the stars have to align. Like I have to be feeling created. I have to be feeling motivated. I have to be caffeinated. Oh, and I have three hours to do it. So how do you do it? Um, some days I don't. And that's the thing. Like I just, I've, I've used to beat myself up about that, but like, I'm like, I don't have any, like, I'm, I want to just lay here or I want to scroll through Instagram because I'm tired. I used to beat myself up about that, but now I'm just like, I allow myself to have the days where I'm like, I just mentally and creatively am not there. And then other days, um, like today, like I feel very inspired and I, and I can't wait to, you know, write later. And, um, but also like, I just, I do one or the other. So I'm like, okay, I either have my three hours now it has to get done at some point in the day. Mm-hmm. So you're going to do it during the three hours of nap time or when the kids go down to bed. Now, knowing me, some days I'm more creative at night. Some days I'm more creative in the afternoon. So it's just kind of like seeing like what I feel. I'm like, it has to get done one way or the other. So yeah. it's, you know, which time. It's if I've time. learned anything on this show from the many moms that I've sat down with and the experts who talk about burnout and stuff like that, they've all said, you have to honor what your body is telling you. Like mm-hmm. if your body is telling you, no, you need to lay on the couch and watch a soap opera. <laughs> like you're doing that. Or yeah. sometimes my body weirdly takes me to home goods, Marshall's, mm-hmm. TJ Maxx, things like that. I mean, that's like, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's like, you know, and that's fine. Like um, yesterday I was supposed to write and I ended up, my girlfriend texted me to go for a hike. And I was like, yes, like, that's actually what I want to do. I don't want to sit in my office and write. Like I need to like go out and be in, you know, in nature. And, and from that walk, like I actually got inspired to write when I came home and like, because there were things that we talked about. And so I think it's just, yeah, like you said, like, listen to your, listen to your body and, and you're going to pick up inspiration along the way. And also like with the burnout, it's like, if I don't honor that, like I'm shorter with my kids and I'm actually more stressed when I don't honor myself. So last time I spoke to you, we were talking about the release of your book with your now ex-husband and you were very candid then about everything that was going on in your life. And since then you've been so candid about your healing process. How did you know it was time? When, so that's a really good question because I, I asked many of my friends that I'm like the amount of times that he would, you know, have relapsed or we had our foundation rocked, you know, my one girlfriend's just like, you're going to know. And I'm like, but when, like, when am I going to know? Because I'm exhausted. And like, I, you know, I'm like, I don't even, but then I just kept trying and trying. And there was a moment when I realized it was more painful to stay than leave. And that was like a huge feeling that I'd never felt before. You come to a place and just like my friend said, like, you'll know. And I knew it was just like, I had no fiber of my being that wanted to try again or do more therapy with him at least. And, you know, and because it was just like, I I ran out of the the fight, the good fight, you know, like I did. I mean, I just was like, when, you know, the last thing happened, I was like, and I I'm done. Like you've literally taken every ounce of like fight left in me and it's, it's gone. And I realized in that moment that I was like, it is going to be more painful to stay. 
Finley. And um, yeah, it was, it was rough. The pain was excruciating leaving and I didn't want to, I mean, no part of me wanted a divorce and you know, there's still times where, you know, I, 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 had a moment just a few weeks ago, I'd heard about a friend reconciling and I was like, where was God in my marriage? Like, why didn't my, well, why wasn't my marriage reconciled or where was, where was the redemption there? And that piece like sits with me sometimes. And it's, it's hard. Cause I'm like, you know, I didn't want this for my kids. I didn't want it for me, but you know, I, if I sit and sit in that for too long, that's when that's not good for me. Like, I'll start ruminating and I'll just like, I'll, I'll kind of go down like a, a, a deep dive and I have to then go, okay, like the, the positives, like who I am today. I'm so grateful for, you know, the things that I've gone through. It's not what I wanted, but you know, at least like I'm, I'm happier now alone than I I'm happier now alone than I've ever, than I ever was with my husband. I've heard people describe it like mourning a death. I yeah. Mean, I mean, no one could have told me that he didn't die. You know what I mean? Like I've never screamed and wailed that loud in my life. Yeah. I mean, it was a death of a marriage and even my therapist. I mean, we had like a, <laughs> it sounds cheesy to say, but we like legit had like, she, she made me write like a eulogy for our marriage. And it's like, you know, thinking back, I'm like, it sounds silly, but like, it was truly mourning, like the loss of my marriage and like the, the death of it. And, you know, we both were black and, you know, it was just like, but it was, it was like, he was gone just like that. And it's like, pictures were down. And it was like, you know, the only thing that's not the death is I still have to see him at soccer games, you know? So it's like, um, it's like the ghost of husband's past, you know? Um, so that, you know, that then, then that is an, an extra layer of like, people that have to co-parent with someone that they get divorced from. It's like, it's, that's a, that's a whole other level of cruelty to begin with. <laughs> we, that's a whole nother Oprah. I mean, we could do a whole entire half hour show. In fact, I think we have on co-parenting and yeah. strategies for that because it's tough. It's, yeah. It's it, really, it really tough. Can be. I mean, I think we're in a great spot now, but I mean, you know, as much as we can be in this, you know, we drove to baseball yesterday together. And as much as we can be in the same car, like even when I was with him yesterday, there's still that like gut punch at times, like, man, like, damn you. You know what I mean? Like the kids are all laughing and I'm like, why? Like this could have been like, this is, this was was our family. So it's like, I, and then I'm like, okay, stop, 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 stop. Like he is who he is. I am who I am. We're not good together. We're it's like, it's so it's like, I have to like, then like revisit like the, what I know to be the truth versus what I wish to have been real. Sure. So what advice do you have for people who are going through this healing process? You mentioned therapy. I think that that's probably huge. Yeah. Anything else? Biggest thing for me is obviously yes. Therapy having a support group that, I mean, my poor friend, Pamela, the amount of times I was like, but what if he changes? And like, what if he like, I mean, the amount of times I would like on this walk, I'm like, I need this next girl gets the best version. And then, you know, she's saying the same thing over and over. And I'm saying the same thing over and over. And I'm like, maybe I should have stayed. And then finally, after maybe a few months of having that same walk, that same talk, you know, you realize, and you go, Oh, even if he did change, I don't want him. Like, I don't, I don't need. And then to have the friend go, yay. Cause she is to find that friend that will literally walk with you over and over and over again and hear the same thing, like find a friend that will do that for you because it's just 
my friendships that, you know, my, my, my queendom of girls that were there for me during that time, like I'm so blessed to have them in my life. So I would say that. And then another thing too, for me is just stand in your truth, stand in what you know to be true versus what you, like I said, versus what you hoped to be real. And then another thing too, is I, I tattooed an ampersand on my, my wrist because everyone's like, get over it. Like, you know, you like move on. It's been a year now. And it's like, for me, it's like, I think the greatest gift that I gave myself was being able to hold space for both. Like I can be happy and hurting. I can be healing and, you know, and wish a different outcome in the past. And so I think it's just like knowing that you can hold, that you are allowed to hold space for both and that's okay. We can be a lot of things. Yeah. Thank God for girlfriends. Mm. That's amazing that you have that friend. And it sounds like you have a lot more of those friends based on your podcast. Yeah, you can rely on. Um, I have a group chat with my friends, and we have a quote that we say, which is, um, "Best friends are people who give you great sound advice, and you never take it." One thousand percent. We just keep giving each other the same advice, and like yeah. never take it. But eventually, eventually, it sounds like maybe uh, yeah. there's this okay. uh, this aha revelation moment. So, still waiting for that with some of my friends. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's talk about and let's talk about life after you're dating, you've been talking about it. It's been fun. I mean, I've, I've, I've had a, a decent, like fun time with it. I mean, I've, I'm not used to, um, I'm not used to dating. Like usually I just would go like straight into a relationship, um, which is not great. And so I've really learned to like slow down and take my time and find out what I like, what I don't like. And, you know, I'm, I've definitely learned my lesson of seeing the red flags and, and not doing anything about it and sticking around going, well, maybe they'll change or maybe, you know what, I'll give them a little grace. I've really, you know, I, I got burned by that a few times. And now I'm just like, nope, when I see something like I I'm very quick to be like, this is not going to work for me. And, you know, and it's just, it's been fun to figure out like what I like, what I don't like and what I want. And, you know, I, I definitely, hope to find my person one day, but I am not going to settle ever again. And what about the kid factor? So, yeah, I mean, that's huge for me. I mean, I am very protective of who I let in, you know, I've only had one person meet my kids, which, you know, I regret immensely. Now it was too soon. It was too fast. And I think I learned a huge lesson with that. Um, now the silver lining was, is the kids, you know, ended up, I became friends with, uh, my ex-boyfriend's ex-wife and now we're really close. And so the kids all get to play together. So like the, the story ended up becoming beautiful. And, you know, now we even have a, an Instagram, like for single moms it's called all in moms. And it's like, you know, where we just like kind of a support group for single moms. And it's, um, so the beauty there was beauty that came from that, um, from that mistake that I made, but yeah. So, I mean, you know, the kids are, are my number one, they're my number one priority. And if I do find someone like they have to be great with kids, (laughs) must love kids, must love kids. (laughs) Yeah. So we were talking about the importance of the girl gang and the mom gang. And on your podcast, you talk about the queendom Tell us what that's all about. Queendom came about after my divorce. They're all like my best girlfriends, but we just, that was like our group text message. And it's just, a, it's a great thread. It's with five of my best girlfriends and we're all very different. We all bring something very different to the group chat. And I think what I love about it is that like, we can have healthy debates in there 
and conversations and say hard things. And we still love each other and we wrap each other around, or, you know, my friend was at a seminar speaking and we all were cheering her on. And it's just like, it's a place where, you know, not only do they call it like the Netflix of my dating life, because I'll like update them. I'm like, Oh my God, I went on a date with this person. And then, you know, then they'll chime in. It's, it's so much like, honestly, the funnest part of dating is going to my queendom chat and like talking about the man before and after, and like, you know, the ups and downs of it. So that's been fun, but I think it's just a, it's a, everyone needs a queendom. Everyone needs a queendom. And if anything should ever happen to me, burn my phone, burn it. Those girls know me better than I know myself. All right. Let's wrap up here with a little rapid fire. Last show you binged. Oh God, I'm so bad with binging shows. Oh, um, uh, The Bachelorette. <laughs> okay. Last book you read? Uh, forgiving What You Can't Forget. Ooh, ooh, apropos. Um, last thing you Googled? Oh, <laughs> uh, I am supposed to go on a date and I Googled how tall the person was. Oh, <laughs> so he's famous. <laughs> All right. Person's name. No, just kidding. <laughs> okay. Last person you called, uh, called on the phone, not texted. Let's see. Ooh, make it be someone good. I hope it's good that I called. Oh, it was my ex. Oh, no, no. Okay. Um, last text. What did your last text say? Oh, it's actually from a guy that just came through. Okay. It's it. Uh, good stuff. Okay, here we go. I don't know what all you went through, but I'm glad you're holding space for both. And I can only assume you're in a great place if you're putting yourself back out there. Are you from Nashville originally? Like he's wanting to have a conversation. It's super cute. <laughs> okay, wait, I, I'm liking this. That's my last text. Oh, wow. Thank you for including me in that. I'm like, okay, I'm invested in this. You're going to have to let me know how that goes. Oh, I'll have nice. to listen, listen to the podcast. Um, oh, this is a good one. What was your last like fight with your kids about? Oh my God. It was in the car on the way to school today. Jo- Jolie was like kicking the back of the seat and Jace goes, stop kicking. And I'm like, Jace, she's not kicking like you. So like, what's the problem? Then he starts kicking and then Jolie's like, stop kicking. I'm like, you guys both just stop kicking. Like, just, just stop. Just leave, leave each other alone. Look up the window. I know. I know. Mine was hair brushing this morning. They oh. do not just cannot brush their hair. Cannot wrap their head around the I, the concept. They don't know how to. And I'm like, Jolie, you go like this for the back. It's really not that hard, baby. It's like I separate it and go like that, and then brush. Like, just don't want to do it. I don't know. Um. Okay. Worst recent date experience. I went on a date with someone, and then they thought that the first date it was okay to then send inappropriate text messages. Oh, yeah. And so I was just like, Mm-mm, you're gonna have to date me a couple of times before you get. <laughs> well, they thought they were appropriate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm, not yet. Wow. You, it's a whole new world out there, isn't it? Yeah. And they're just like lazy. Wow. 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 Bethany. Wow. Um, all right. Best piece of advice for new single mamas. Uh, it gets, it gets easier. It gets better. You're going to be okay. I love that. All right. Last one. Why should people listen to your new single? Hmm. Um, because I think we can all agree that sometimes the nicest thing that someone could have ever done for you was never said hello. Perfect. Well, I'm glad you said hello today. 
I'm glad we got to connect again. This was so much fun. And I really appreciate how vulnerable you are, how open you are. I mean, you're laying it all out on the table. So I I think that takes a lot of courage. So thank you. And thanks for um, giving us the platform to be able to do that. All right. You better believe that I'm going to be following up with her on who this mystery gentleman was and how things work out. Um, I hope you enjoyed this conversation today with Jana Kramer. If you like what you hear, you can find all of our episodes of Mom to Mom wherever you find your podcast. I just ask that you like and review, and I'd love it if you could drop a comment. I'd love to know where you're listening from. And if you're in the New England area, you can watch Mom to Mom, the TV show, on Mondays at 11.30 a.m. on NBC 10 Boston. And I have to tell you, we have some exciting stuff coming your way this fall for Mom to Mom. We have a new look. We have so many great guests lined up. I'm really, really excited about the future of Mom to Mom. So thank you so much for being here today. And I will see you next week right here on Mom to Mom. Bye, guys.